Hello! Welcome back to another story about the Peters family. We're glad you're joining us after a holiday break. The name of this week's story is The Peters Learn You Cannot Be Anything You Want to Be. As always, we've included a line from a hymn or a hymn title within the story. If you recognize it, send your answer to whimsywins at gmail.com. If yours is the first correct answer we receive, we will send you a prize. The name of the hymn from our last story, The Twins Don't Want Green Beans, was He Leadeth Me, but we didn't have a winner. So hopefully, we'll have one this week. Now, let's get to this week's story. The Peters learn you cannot be anything you want to be. Okay, kids, I'm excited to tell you that Daddy Peters and I signed you up for a parkour camp, and it starts on Monday, Mama Peters told Pearson and Penelope the news on Friday afternoon. Wait, this Monday? Penelope practically shouted. Yes, this Monday. It seems like maybe you really don't want to go, though, Mama Peters remarked playfully. Are you kidding? It's a dream come true. I want to go. I love parkour. Pearson added his two cents to the conversation. Well, great. Then you're going to love this little bit of news, too. Todd Hicks is going. If Pearson and Penelope were excited before... They were positively apoplectic now. Todd Hicks would add a massive layer of excitement to the already thrilling camp potential. This is so sick! I can't wait until Monday now! Thank you, Mama Peters! Pearson hugged Mama Peters tightly, and Penelope joined in, making it a group hug. Okay, now let's get back to our responsibilities. I need to get some cookies made before Daddy Peters gets home. We're going to the park for a picnic dinner, Mama Peters explained. What kind of cookies, Mama Peters? make them. Penelope was always eager to help in the kitchen. Well, I was hoping you'd say that, Pen. How about we make some monster cookies? They'll be delicious. Penelope heartily agreed and set to work on making the cookies, which had oatmeal and candy-coated chocolate candies and peanut butter and really just about any other tasty goodies in them. Penelope's specialty included adding white chocolate chips to the mix. After handing out heaping spoonfuls of cookie dough to her siblings, Penelope finished up the cookies and ran off to play with Pearson, Patience, and Priscilla. The weekend turned out to be especially delightful with a summer picnic in the park, swimming at a local pond, a family bike ride to ice cream in town, and church on Sunday. With all the busyness of the weekend, time seemed to fly, and Monday morning came quickly. And when they awakened, Pearson and Penelope bounded out of bed, filled with anticipation for what parkour camp would bring. It wasn't too long afterwards that Todd Hicks knocked his secret knock on the door, which included knocks to the rhythm of happy birthday to you. Of course, Pearson and Penelope recognized the knock, but waited until the happy birthday rhythm ended and jumped to the door with excitement. Todd's here! Pearson shouted to Mama Peters, who was upstairs with the twins, putting their shoes on their tiny feet. Pearson threw the door open to see Todd standing on the porch, reaching out his hand for their secret handshake. Bro, what's up? Todd's enthusiasm for just about everything was constantly on display, even in their secret handshake, which was overly long and rather complicated, and ended in a hand-slapping jumping jack. Of course, they thought it was hysterical every time they did it. Come on in, Todd, Pearson offered as he turned and waved goodbye to Mrs. Hicks who had opted to stay in the car with the twins, probably for ease, 
It was no easy task to unbuckle and rebuckle a single baby, let alone twins, into their car seats. Pearson was empathetic toward Mrs. Hicks because he knew all too well that having twins doubled the work of the ins and outs of car seats. Hey, Mama P! Todd greeted Mama Peters, who was just descending the stairs when he walked in. Hi, Todd. Did your mom come? Nah, Ma just dropped me off. Oh, good. I didn't want her lugging the twins out of the car, only to put them right back in. No joke! Those Twinkies don't even really like their car seats either. Ma says they're the first babies in the history of the world who refuse to fall asleep in their car seats. Todd Hicks laughed, which was more like a cackle. <laughs> Mama Peters responded with a sympathetic, Oh, no, but your mom does have a point. The sound of the car's engine and movement usually lulls babies right to sleep. In fact, I remember a sleepless night or two with Pearson. I was desperate, and finally, in my exhaustion, Daddy Peters and I put him in the car in the middle of the night, and we drove him to sleep. When we pulled into the driveway, we didn't have the heart to awaken him or us. So Daddy Peters and I both fell asleep. We snoozed the rest of the night away in the car. While it was not the most comfortable, it was necessary, and we awakened and thanked the Lord for good sleep. Plus, when all three of us finally awakened, we zipped off to a coffee shop and picked up some yummy brew. So it's funny that that memory has become so sweet to me. Todd, I remember your mom telling us that you maybe slept for two hours every night for the first three months. And I remember how your dad said one night you screamed and screamed and nothing would stop you. So after your parents had been up with you all night, at four o'clock in the morning, your dad strapped you into the car seat and drove around town until you fell asleep. And he said when he got home, he parked in the driveway with a car running and he didn't want you to wake up. So your dad fell asleep for about an hour in the car. There is no end to what parents will do for their kids, Mama Peters winked affectionately. Well, I'll tell you what. I always feel like I have a, a hard time falling asleep, even now, Pearson observed. Don't I know it? it? It's true. I heard you last night when you got up not not once, but twice to use the bathroom. I thought you'd never fall asleep, Penelope chimed in. Sorry, Pen, but I was pretty jacked up for parkour camp, Pearson explained. Or could it have been that you drank way too much before bed, bro, and you didn't want to go potty in your diaper? Todd guffawed. <laughs> Pearson was horrified at the thought of wearing a diaper. My diaper? Bro, you're thinking of someone else. Pearson laughed good-naturedly. <laughs> I don't wear a diaper. Aw, uh, you know I'm messing, dude. But, but I have a confession. I have dreamed before that I've actually been on the toilet, and I didn't know I wasn't. And before I knew it, I woke up in some warm liquid. And you can guess what that was. And I'm going to tell you, it wasn't that long ago. As always... Todd and his stories had Pearson, Penelope, and even the Peters' toddler twin sisters, Priscilla and Patience, eating out of his hand. They made a good audience, cracking up at the idea of Pearson wearing a diaper to bed and Todd waking up in a wet bed. <laughs> I mean, come on, yo. Who hasn't done that before? Raise your hand if you've done the same thing. Don't lie, y'all. I mean, you know how it is. You get real comfortable and warm in bed, and, and then all of a sudden, and you know what I'm talking about, right? Pearson and Penelope's nods indicated that they indeed knew from experience exactly what Todd was talking about. Mama Peters, though, put an end to the shenanigans and announced that it was time to get into the car and go to parkour camp. Pearson, Penelope, and Todd needed no extra encouragement. They raced out to the car. When they arrived, Mama Peters walked everyone inside the building to sign them into the camp. 
there were several instructors dressed in bright green shirts that said, Parkour kids fall with a flourish. All of the instructors had whistles around their necks and clipboards in their hands and wore smiles that looked positively plastered on their faces. They were welcoming and loud and signaled to all of the entering kids where to go as everyone checked in at the front desk. Just as Mama Peters finished signing everyone in, a tall red-headed man walked up to the front of the group and began to speak in an authoritative voice. Good morning, parkour kids! You can see that my shirt, like all of the other shirts, say parkour kids fall with a flourish. Can anyone here tell me what that means? Lots of hands shot up, and the man called upon a freckled girl in the front row. It means that they're all dramatic? Uh, not exactly, the red-headed man responded, although it sure can look dramatic. What it means is that parkour teaches you to actually how to fall well. Those who have learned the art of parkour, which includes acrobatics, jumping, and stretching, will fall less. And when they do fall, they'll fall in a safe way. They learn to fall in ways that mitigate against big injuries. So you could kind of say that in parkour, we'll be teaching you how to be a good faller. Those words elicited laughter from everyone. <laughs> the man waited until the laughter had subsided before he continued to speak. Anyway, my name is Andy, and I own this gym. We are excited to have you this week, and we guarantee you will have tons of fun. But we can also guarantee that if you don't listen to your leaders, you will get hurt. The equipment here needs to be treated with respect and care. So now that I've gotten that out of the way, let's go have some fun this week, huh? The parents began to leave, and the campers were herded through the doors onto the main floor of the gigantic gym. Many of the parents left, but there were some parents, Mama Peters being one, who stayed to observe the first day. There was a large rectangular opening in the front of the gym that allowed parents to view the gym floor. The adults could sit on the chairs, and there was a toy box for waiting children. Mama Peters took a chair and watched as Patience and Priscilla made themselves at home with the toys. They immediately found brightly colored gadgets and sat down to play. Mama Peters watched as a muscular female parkour instructor with brown curly hair led a group of campers in a series of stretches. When she finished, Andy ran over to the group, performing a back handspring that he finished with a backflip as he stopped in front of the impressed children, many of whom gaped with saucer eyes and dropped jaws. I can see you enjoyed my acrobatics. I can tell you, every instructor here knows how to do that, Andy said, and it's not because they're gymnasts but it's because they've trained their bodies to bend, twist, and turn in ways that they didn't know possible. We're all agile to some degree, and parkour is good for everyone. And in fact, no matter what you want to be when you grow up, parkour will be good for you no matter what line of work you're in. And I can tell you how. But first, I want to know what you want to be when you grow up. So raise your hands and tell us all about your hopes and dreams. Lots of kids raised their hands, and Penelope listened as the kids shared their visions of the future. She felt a little sheepish about saying that she would like to be a mom with children because all of the other children were saying things like, I want to be a doctor, or I want to be an astronaut. One girl even said, I want to be the president. And another really tiny girl said, I want to be a professional basketball player. There were lots of responses of, ooh, and ah from the instructors, and when they had finally heard from most of the children, Andy began to speak again. 
Well, here's the deal, kids. And I want you to remember this and lock this away in your brain. You can be whatever you want to be. You just have to work at it. And parkour will help you be a better you, no matter what you do. But never forget, and I said it before and I'll say it again, you can be whatever you want to be. Joining with Andy, the instructors cheered, clapped, and whistled. After Andy had ended his talk, the instructors separated the kids into groups and began different exercises using the various apparatuses in the gym. Mama Peters watched in amusement as the kids did Kong, a crawl using hands and feet, on the floor. They were learning to go as fast as they could before they learned to do dive rolls. The day breezed by quickly, and Pearson, Penelope, and Todd seemed to be thoroughly enjoying their time. On the way home, Mama Peters asked the three, So, how did you enjoy your first day of camp? It was tubular, Mama P. It it rocked my socks off. Todd volunteered first, to no one's surprise. Though somewhat less effusive, it was still obvious that Pearson had enjoyed his first day at parkour camp. Oh, Mama Peters, it was so cool. I mean, all the talky-talk stuff was a little long, and I didn't really want to keep having talks, but the rest was sick. It was so good, and I loved it. I didn't like talking, I didn't like, I didn't like that talking stuff that, that Pearson was talking about too. It it was just, it just felt weird. Penelope added in her usual quick tempo. What felt weird about it, Nellie? Mama Peters wanted to know. Well, you know how they ask us what we wanted to be when we grow up? I did hear that, Pen. And, And I felt a little bit strange myself. But what made you feel strange about it? I, I guess it's that I don't really want to be anything big like the other kids said. I, I want to be a mom. Well, you don't have to feel strange about that, Penelope. That's a very high ambition. And if that's part of God's plan for you, that is what you'll be. I'm reminded of what Job in the Bible said to God during a conversation they were having. I love how he acknowledges God's omnipotence, one of God's attributes. Penelope, do you remember what omnipotence means? I sure do, Mama Peters. It means all-powerful. That's exactly right. So Job says to God, I know that you can do all things and that no purpose of yours can be thwarted. That's when Todd piped in, Thwarted? What in the world does that mean, Mama P? It simply means that God's plan or whatever God wants to happen can't be stopped. So Penelope, if your desire is to grow up, get married, and be a mom, then you should start praying about that, even at your age. So what about you, Pearson and Todd? What are your thoughts about what Andy said at parkour camp today? Unsurprisingly, Todd was the first one to weigh in. Well, I'll tell you what I was wigging about in my dome. You know that girl who was maybe six inches tall? She said she wanted to be a professional basketball player when she grows up. And not only that, she wanted to, be, like, she wanted to play against men, Mama P. Someone's going to have to break it to that girl that she's not going to accomplish that goal. It's so far out of reach. Pun intended. Todd busted out laughing at his own joke. (laughs) And another thing, Mama Peters. Pearson was more measured in his response. Another girl said she wants to be the president. And Andy said that everyone can be exactly what they want to be. I don't think he was being truthful about that. Because what if every single camper wanted to be president? We can only have so many presidents. Like every four years, we only have one. Mama Peters cleared her throat. throat) You know, all three of you are exactly right. 
You're learning discernment, and that pleases me. You sound like you're growing in maturity, too. Hebrews 5.14 says, But solid food is for the mature, for those who have their powers of discernment, trained by constant practice to distinguish good and evil. Even though Andy wasn't trying to share something evil, he was sharing something that's a lie, that's not true. Sadly, our world has gotten its messages mixed up, which is no surprise because 1 John 2.17 says, And the world is passing away along with its desires, but whoever does the will of God abides forever. The desires of the world are contrary to God. People in the world have big ambitions, and it's not necessarily wrong to have big ambitions, but they're often rooted in discontentment. They want to be something, often something they can't be, and so they reach hard for that thing. Pearson, just think about how many boys on your baseball team mention their desire to be a professional baseball player. There is no way that every one of them can be a professional baseball player because so few make it to the big leagues. But parents spend big time money trying to make their kids' dreams come true, even when it's quite obvious that many of them don't have the talent to even play high school ball. But there's this pervasive lie in the world that says you can be anything you want to be. This insidious lie is what has led many kids astray. The truth is, you cannot be anything you want to be any more than a leopard can lose its spots. There's nothing wrong with trying hard. In fact, as you know from the verse we quote every day in devotions, Colossians 3.23 says to work at things with all of our heart as working for the Lord and not for men. It is sin when we don't work as hard as we can at all times. And there is reward in that. But we must be truthful about our gifts and our callings. Romans 12, along with other passages, indicates that God uniquely gifts people. Through the inspiration of God, Paul wrote, For by the grace given to me, I say to everyone among you, not to think of himself more highly than he ought to think, but to think with sober judgment, each according to the measure of faith that God has assigned. In other words, we're to think about ourselves with judgment, to recognize how God has gifted us and what he has called us to do. No one person is more important than another person, and it is untruthful to say that we can be anything, because we simply cannot. For example, I cannot be a male fashion model, no matter how much I want to be, and it doesn't matter what the world tells us, because God has created me in his image to be a female. And a male fashion model cannot be a mother, especially to the four wild banshees that I call children. Pearson, Penelope, and Todd chortled and snorted. <laughs> uh, Mama Peters, no offense, but, but I think male fashion models are men. Todd made the obvious conclusion. Oh, Todd, I know. Didn't I say that? That's why I said I could not be one. Mama Peters playfully rolled her eyes at Todd in the rearview mirror. Well, good, Mama P, because I was going to say, hey, don't quit your day job because I don't think the world needs a female male fashion model. Todd snorted. (laughs) Oh, Todd, you and your snorting. But my example was just so that you all could understand the point I was trying to make. You cannot be anything you want to be, Mama Peters continued. You need to work hard and you can have goals, but those goals must be reasonable and you must always submit yourselves to the will of God for you. 
And now, kids, if you're finished laughing and snorting and chortling, I'm going to turn my music back on, which sounds a whole lot better than pig snorting. Mama Peters joked and then chuckled. (laughs) Mama Peters turned on the CD, and soon the soft strains of When We See Christ could be heard playing throughout the car. It will be worth it all when we see Jesus. Life's trials will seem so small when we see Christ. One glimpse of his dear face, all sorrow will erase. So bravely run the race till we see Christ. This is Grandmom's Corner. Recently, we had some work done on our house. Over the spring, we had our downstairs, along with the two bedrooms upstairs, painted and the ceilings textured. We had cam lighting installed and we changed out area rugs and changed our color scheme. We ordered some carpet for our upstairs bedrooms as well. If you know anything about home improvements, and your parents probably know this well, once you start changing and fixing things, it's so easy to find all kinds of other things that need replacing, like our backyard fence. It's needed to be replaced for a long time. The old wood was so dilapidated and weather-beaten. Unfortunately, right now, Wood is uber expensive, but we didn't have much choice. When the fence was finished, my husband and I admired it, and we were so thankful that it made everything look so much better in the backyard. But we also remarked how things don't last. Wood, which is outside in the elements, like in the rain, and though we don't have snow where we live, some of you probably have snow, or when there's scorching heat, wood wears out. The wood that was being replaced couldn't even be used for anything else. It was in that bad of condition. It had to be thrown away. Because you know what? Things in this world aren't made to last. We can admire things. We can appreciate the beauty of things. But they're not made to last no matter how well made they are. We mustn't get preoccupied with the world. Jesus said it like this in Matthew 6:19: Do not store up for yourselves treasures on earth where moth and rust destroy and where thieves break in and steal. Instead of being obsessed with things on the earth, we should be thinking more on our permanent home in heaven where those who know Jesus will be with him forever. As Mama Peters told the kids, this world will pass away. So enjoy your new toys and new clothes and a new car if your parents get one. But keep everything in perspective. Nothing on this earth will last, but Jesus will, and one day, All who know the Lord will be with him in heaven. The Lord willing, we'll be back next week with another story about the Peters family. Bye for now.